Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we, oh, Lord, I just messed that all the way up. I am so sorry, y'all. It's so late in the damn season. I just can't do my own show no more. I can't do my show no more. (laughs) Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. All right. Composure. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, we are talking about sexually transmitted infections, also known as STIs. And for the old school people out there, um, STDs. We still use the lingo. It is perfectly fine. And on today's episode, I have my guest Fortis with me, who will be, you know, having this conversation, talking about these STIs, talk about good things, bad things, inspirational things. Who knows what the fuck is going to come up in this damn conversation? Because I don't be knowing y'all. I really don't. We just be having them. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Again, might be taking a nap after this. Who knows? I know. I'm taking a nap. (laughs) Don't feel bad. At least you get a take one. I had to go to work. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe tonight is going to be chill for you. Ain't going to be no drama. It's just going to be peace and quiet. We Mm -hmm. all need peace sometimes. We all need peace. (laughs) So... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we will be talking about sexually transmitted infections. And one of the things that I want to start the conversation with is about when to disclose sex, uh, STIs um, or how that process of disclosure. Um, like for yourself, have you ever had STI in the past? Or even uh, if you haven't, have you had that conversation with any sexual partners before? I had several conversations with people before about it, and I will be honest with you, it was life-changing because I had caught an STI before. Now, it was treated, by the way. Mm-hmm. I had caught I had caught something because I had dealt with one of the guys I had hooked up with. But before I had met them, I had several conversations with guys who actually educated me on HIV. Now... When I first came onto the scene with hooking up with people, I was not familiar with certain terms. I knew what HIV was because, you know, everybody was talking so much trash about it. And I understand, understandable, but it was somewhat demeaning 
to have people feel some type of way because I have seen people who have felt low about themselves because of that. But the people that I have met, they have said that they were undispositive, but yeah, they were undetectable. Mm. Now, to my now for me, I was very ignorant. I didn't know what it was. And I will be honest with you, I take full accountability and not taking the time to research what it was because when they first told me about it, I didn't want to deal with them. Mm. And I'm not going to lie to you, I take full accountability of that. Had I been more educated on that, I think I would have had a different perspective on it. Now, I would still take precautions because you always have to be precautious. But I would say this, the gentlemen, the gentlemen that I have met, they were very open about disclosing their own sexual history. And like I said, it was not their fault. I don't think it was never, it's never their fault. No one chooses that type of thing to happen to them. So I do think that they are they were very nice. They were very great to disclose that. And I just hate that it happened to them. Mm. But the one guy I will say that still on he was still on certain, like he was still on certain pages, like such as Grinder and all that. But I can tell it seems like he's more disheartened, more dis more disheveled about dealing with people. Because I can tell based on his profile, he doesn't seem to be more open to dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And it had, and that's one of the reasons why I want to speak on it today because I feel like a lot of people are being shut out on this type of thing. People are so quick to stigmatize people of that, but they never consider their feelings or anything like that. And I will say I was one of those people, and I hate that. I really do hate that. I hate that because he was a nice guy, and I really hate that with a passion that I was ignorant and not being more informed about what it on what certain terms were. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, that's real, and I'm, I appreciate you for sharing that and being vulnerable to admit that you were in the wrong in that situation because that does uh, impact people uh, when you do stigmatize them, and a lot of people don't uh, hold themselves accountable to that because one of the things I I personally hate um, uh, is when people use language like clean and dirty. Uh, well, mm-hmm. just saying um, clean. Because just because somebody has some type of um, infection uh, doesn't mean that they're a dirty person. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it does not mean that they're not worthy of being loved in any way. Because I've had my um, history with um, um, uh, STIs. I've had, mm-hmm. uh, I actually only had gonorrhea. And even though it's not considered STI, I'm still mm-hmm. open about it, about uh, HSV, uh, HSV1, which is also the cold, si- cold sore virus, uh, which also is a form of herpes, like chicken pox, like um, shingles, like um, genital herpes, all of those, um, even though they might be different uh, viral strands, it's still, you know, considered herpes in a way but just having those conversations with people and being vocal about it how somebody might just be like literally think that you are the scum of the earth and you're just like what Mm -hmm. like you said no one asked for these kinds of diseases no one asked for these things to happen to them sometimes shit just happens that's like with um this pandemic with COVID-19 no one's going outside well there were a few people who were going outside saying give me COVID so I can give it to other people (laughs) they're on some other shit but no other individuals were really out here saying oh let me go out here catch this disease so that I can spread it around because 
says, I don't like other people. No one's actually trying to do that. Not many people are out here trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And even when it does come to uh, HIV, a lot of the people who um, who has HIV, some of it is that they were either lied to, misinformed, miseducated, or are undereducated about what HIV is and how it may mm-hmm. impact you, the spread of it, all of that. And uh, like you even mentioned, you were not educated as thoroughly on what uh, HIV was, so that you so you just went off of what other people were saying about it, mm-hmm. uh, which is oftentimes the misconceptions that spread, which is where a lot of people fall within uh, within our society and. I hate that a lot of people are not willing to mention to themselves that I just don't know what I'm talking about. And that's fine. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And that is very true. And that is something why I was like, okay, there has to be a better way to address this because I think until people be more vocal and very vulnerable with themselves first, that's when we can get clarity and more healing through that. Because I will say that it's never easy with catching STIs because I had end up catching chlamydia. Mm. So, oh, yeah, that was last year. So it, I did get treated for that. I got antibiotics and everything like that. But, of course, I was never the guy. Of course, when I first dealt with different guys, I did ask them for their sexual history simply because I was just puzzled on what the world to do. Because I was not even educated on prep or anything like that. I'm on prep now, mm-hmm. and it has been helpful. But until then, I ain't going to lie to you. I was like on a group. I was running wild. And I ain't, and I will say that it was a bit ignorant of me to be like that because I was just having the mindset of I want to explore and everything like that. Now, I did pay for it because um, whoever that person was, I ain't know it was so bad. I don't even remember the guy who did it. But... Mm-hmm. And don't judge me, but oh, I'm not judging. I, I, yeah, I I learned then. I said, well, you know what? Sometimes not it's not good to be, you know, you know, it's not good to just you know have so many bad accounts and just not keep track of who you deal with. So I was like, that's my ignorance too. I said, well, I know not did not do that no more. So it was a different experience, but also I feel like with STIs in general, I feel like. If people would be more educated on certain things, things would not happen, I think. Hmm. I agree. And uh, I I think of a conversation I had with another guest when we were talking about like uh, hair and food and whatnot, how we we stigmatize our fine discussing the most basic of things. Mm-hmm. Like literally if uh, like, yeah, somebody else's hair in my food, that's kind of disgusting, but it's not enough for me to cause a fit over because it's hair hair easily falls out these people are stressed and all this other stuff now if it was spit in your food that's completely different (laughs) (laughs) bodily fluids is completely different now it's not to um be like oh my gosh that's disgusting because okay in some situations yes it is disgusting but Mm -hmm. if i cut a finger uh, and not over food or anything like that. If I just, um, you know, playing around with the pocket knife and I accidentally cut my finger, shouldn't be playing with knives, motherfucker, but mm-hmm. <laughs> accidentally cut my finger, whatever, is not, there's no need to play. Oh my God, that's so disgusting. It's blood. 
it's a part of all of us. I understand that you might be queasy because of whatever experiences you had in your past. It's fine, it's valid, but it's blood. Right. We bleed, okay? It's like, let it go. Uh, and I, I don't, th- a lot of people, um, from my knowledge or from my experience, are not even open to just moving themselves to, to that mindset that, you know what, this is just normal stuff. This is just something that we all experience we catch colds people we we get sick every now and again we catch strep throat we get cold mm-hmm. uh, i already said that we get the flu we all these things happen they're regular diseases we're not stigmatizing people for these diseases why do we have to stigmatize people for how they express well, whatever they catch in terms of sexual contact right like that's the thing that never really made sense to me. And on top of that, um, these some some individuals who stigmatize others for um, their sexual diseases, their sexual infections, their STIs, yet are so vocal about themselves risking um, them uh, risking infecting themselves with any of these STIs by uh, like arguing that oh i only have raw sex i don't do uh protective sex or anything like that oh oh (laughs) oh but you so you mad people like that too huh Mm -hmm. oh i've seen plenty and i'm like that doesn't make sense you're saying that you don't want you don't i i get that you don't want to put yourself at risk um by having sex with somebody who has an STI, I get that, but you're not doing anything to prevent yourself from being exposed to that risk. So like you don't even have that conversation with people. You don't check for results. You just ask, are you clean? And think that's all you really need to verify that you're not going to catch an STI. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. that's all you really need to verify that you're not going to catch an STI. That's not how it works. That does not, that's not how biology works. That's not how science Mm -hmm. works. That's not how the body works. You cannot just say, oh no, I don't have anything. And just think once you do meet up with this person, have raw sex with them, there's not going to be anything that's spread. Mm -hmm. What tests have you done? And how recent were those tests? Has there been any new sexual partners between those tests? Because all this matters. I would say for that, I think, I'm going to just say this. I think, you know, a sense of invincibility is a strong drug. Some (laughs) people feel like they're so invincible that it ain't even funny. Mm -hmm. 
And I think a lot of times it's denial for them. Some people be in denial about their circumstances, so they project their insecurities or what they have went through onto other people and do what they have and justify what they do. They rationalize it. Mm. That's the best way I can put it with that because there are some people I have met that have done that to me. And I'm like, um, I said, well, I would be very honest about what I've been through. So why you cannot be vocal about what you've been through? Mm. I mean, it should be mutual. I was, that's why I was under the impression, impression that we're exchanging this whole contact. And so I want to make sure you be open and vulnerable with me because this is a very vulnerable moment. Take this ex- this moment to actually express yourself so we can get through it because I know it's not easy. Like that's the thing. Like I I even think back to when I uh, found out that I had gonorrhea. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was throat gonorrhea, which was uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> but like I um messaged people uh, and I was just upfront with them. And most of the people I messaged, because I rarely fool around with people who are not, um, you know, uh, well, not I can't say rarely. Every now and again, it might be a little bit of boost in who I'm fooling around with. But, you know, a good majority of the time, I, I like to have sexual encounters with people who are willing to have those conversations about sexual health. Right. Uh, and when I found out, I just text those people and I was like, hey, this is what's going on. I just found out today. Uh, I don't know why they did not. They waited till three, uh, like a week and a half after I got my test. Well, took my test to inform me of this but hey this is what happened uh, we had oral sex uh, we did not um, utilize a condom I don't know exactly if you will be able to catch anything because of that uh, with it being the throat uh, but yeah just go ahead and get yourself tested and that's that and mm-hmm. most most of the people who I communicated with they were like oh okay thank you for letting me know uh, yeah. I'll make sure I go get tested uh, and let you know and I'm like okay cool I appreciate it and then there were um like one person within that time frame uh met I texted them was like hey this is what's up and their response is I didn't give it to you I'm like one nobody nobody uh said that you gave me anything this is literally a message saying hey i'm messaging you to inform you that this is what came up in my results and you may want to um, get tested to ensure that i did not give you anything uh and that was it now Mm -hmm. whenever that situation like because i've experienced that with some people that I have not had sex with before, which is also kind of weird. And I'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was my first time having to experience that with my own medical history. Um, mm-hmm. And and I was just like, dude, you are going way left when you just need to just be right here where this message is saying, which is no one's blaming you for anything. I'm taking responsibility by informing you that you might want to get tested just in case. And that's it. If you choose not to, that's on you, but you are aware that there's a need to get tested. Mm -hmm. So that's where that ends. Now, in terms of those other situations, I've had people who um, got offended by me asking those pertinent questions of, okay, so when was the last time you were tested? Because one, we're not 
having sex raw, but since you're asking about sexual health, which I appreciate, I'm going to ask you the questions. Right. So I'm um, like, okay, that's great. Um, just to let you know, I don't have sex without condoms for one. Um, but yeah, uh, I was tested this date and all that. All my tests came back negative. What about you? Man, you asking too many questions. What? Oh, wow. How how do you ask me this question and when I ask you the same thing, it now becomes too many questions? That that, that math, what is this? <laughs> what is this that is going on? And uh, I remember there was this one time when I was in Alabama <clears throat> and um, I was initiating the conversation about sexual health. And I was just like asking, because, you know, I'm visiting the area, so I don't know anybody mm-hmm. there. And... Um, I was like, so yeah, what's your sexual history like? What what have you been tested recently? And all this other stuff. And their response was, Oh, I don't do raw sex. And I was like, I wasn't planning on doing raw sex. I'm asking for the sake of our sexual encounter because mm-hmm. you want to hook up. And since I do prefer to do oral without a condom, if, mm-hmm. if so, if that is included in our sexual experience together, our engagement, then I just want to know when was the last time you were tested. And then they told me that, oh, well, well, they apologize for their um um for a jump to a conclusion, but they were like, oh yeah, most of the time people in this city, when they ask that question, they expect to have raw sex and i'm like the fuck is going on here in this city in alabama i was in huntsville i was in huntsville so um yeah i was like what the fuck are we doing here (laughs) i'm just trying to know histories motherfucker that's all that's all can we have these combos apparently not Mm -mm. like mm, it's a mess um now, another thing that we ended, we were talking about when we were drafting up the episode and whatnot was mm-hmm. the impact of stigma on self-esteem. And we kind of touched base on that when you were talking about mm-hmm. your, um, your reaction towards people in the past who may have had HIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also brought up that one person whose profile made it seem as though that they're, that they're not really feeling anybody in the area. So mm-hmm. I think it will be great to bring up that conversation really? again. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what for yourself, even personal or what you observed in others, would you say was the, uh, the impact of stigma of STIs towards uh, another person's self-esteem? Well, I will be frank with you too, because this particular individual, he was a great individual, but I think he was also very contradicting. So what I mean by that was he, and the reason why I had an exchange with him because he contacted me first. Mm-hmm. And so he was very vocal about his status and everything like that on his profile. I respected that, mm-hmm. but I did not know much about positive and undetectable. So that's where I was a little bit squeamish on dealing with him then. Because he did say on his profile around the, around that time period that no lows were were not going to be turned away, basically. Mm. That was another thing that kind of steered me away from him because I I had personally viewed it as, okay, so maybe because he feels some type of way, he probably don't feel like it's really worth the time and taking the time to know a, a person. And instead, he just want to take out, take, go out with anybody who's willing to um, take him on, basically. Mm. 
And I think that was another thing that kind of put me off because that was, was the thing that was he was doing. And it did concern me because I felt like I was wrong because I was not only being ignorant to that, but I was also, I guess, because of going based on what he was presenting himself on the profile, I think that's where the discrepancy came. Now, a few, a month ago, when I saw his profile, he has changed to the point where he is very selective about dealing with certain people. Hmm. Very selective. So I'm not sure is it because of the, and he did not, I don't think he really disclosed his status. So that's another thing. The people that I have encountered, I guess based on the reaction that they get from people, I guess they're less they're less willing to disclose on their profile. So mm. they'll delete it. Mm. So it was another thing where I felt like, okay, so apparently maybe they had gotten enough, so many adverse reactions to that, to what they were disclosing for the forefront that they don't feel safe with disclosing what they want to disclose. You know, I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I hate that for um, people too, because it's like, because of our own ignorance, we choose to ostracize people and make them feel as though that they're not worthy of love or sexual encounters to the point that they have to hide it so that they can actually experience uh, a connection with the person, be it something physical or even romantic or whatever. But they have to hide a part of themselves because if they do show up as their whole selves, they're not going to be accepted. And I hate that so fucking much. Um, like even even when you say that person who was like um, accepting all all loads essentially, um, and I think about some people that I've seen on uh, what's that app? Twitter, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, people on Twitter who may have had like who advertise that they're cum dump and whatever that all mm-hmm. those are accepted and whatnot. I do often think about do how much do you value yourself as well as your health in these moments because mm-hmm. you are inviting strangers over into your environment to come in you. Like I, I get breeding kinks are a thing. Is I support whoever has a breeding kink. Do you? I love it for you. But to the point that you're not um, vetting and screening the people that you are allowing to come inside of your body, that's the thing that I have an issue with. Um, And also... Um, worries me because I really want to know where's your mind at in this moment are you just searching for that validation that um you've been missing in this moment are you um trying your best your darndest to connect with somebody just so that you can have that instant gratification of acceptance um regardless of how they feel for you because those people who participate in anonymous cum dumps they they're they're open with the concept that I'm putting myself at risk for, for any kind of STI. Um, I, like, truthfully, when you know that someone else has possibly came in this person, um, their, their juices, their DNA, their potential diseases is already present within this person's body. And I'm willingly putting myself uh, into this person's body um to you know go at it and i don't know this person i don't know this stranger it can be anybody's 
coming there, but I'm willing and happy to engage with it in this sexual act. And I get that some of these people may be on PrEP, but PrEP doesn't protect you from any of uh, all STIs. It does not protect you from chlamydia. It does not uh, protect you from HPV. It does not protect you from um, what? Um, gonorrhea. gonorrhea, syphilis. I feel like mm-hmm. I already said chlamydia. Like, mm-hmm. It's not protecting you from anything other than HIV. And that's only a sp- like it's not all strands of HIV. Mm-hmm. Like there are there are breakthrough cases where someone may have been undetectable and still ended up catching HIV of a different strand because that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. So to be out here putting yourself at risk without factoring these things in um, because what? you're looking for that validation because your own community is shaming you on a regular basis. I feel for them. Uh, And of of course, a lot of this is projection, but what part, I wonder how much of that projection is somebody's reality. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that worries me. That's the thing that really worries me when it comes to those, um, those instances, because there's a lot of people who try to find themselves in other people. Sometimes finding yourself in other people means sex. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need that sexual healing. So I'm going to find it any way I can and lower my standards or lower who I am just so I can get that fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Because they are filling the void, no pun intended. And I think that's the root, that's really what it equates to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy thought. It's a heavy thought. Um, I notice much is with more bottoms that often experience this. Bottoms are more likely to experience that because they're more receptive to getting those diseases. So it makes it real hard. And then on top of that, it's just no kind of conversations being have about it. This is why I will forever argue that sexual health is extremely important because, like, uh, I've personally i've uh, had people who might who thought that they had more control over my body than what i already told them is what i'm comfortable with and um in the psychological trauma that comes along with that even if it isn't something that is extremely physical um or or extremely violent but consent still matters and there are a lot of people out here who think that just because they are the person who for them think that they're in control of the situation um because they are taking what most people would consider the masculine role that means they have the say so or the last say so of what of what happens in the sexual experience and they um violate their partner and that shit is just not okay um and that's how some people have ended up with uh, an, an STI is because someone did something to them without their their uh, explicit consent uh, or um, fully informing them of what they were putting their, themselves at risk for. Uh, I don't know how many people uh, in my uh, years of being on my own, growing, and uh, learning more about sexuality, having conversations with other people um, on apps and in person, and uh, especially with a lot of um, bottoms who who, um, articulated that the person that gave them their 
HIV was this uh, a person who lied to them saying that they've been tested and and they never were or they were and just never provided that information but still pressured them into having sex without a condom or they were cheating on them and did not let them know that they were sleeping around and the person that they were cheating on them with ended up giving them uh, an STI or HIV and they ended up spreading that to their partner and out of nowhere they got sick it's always the same story out of nowhere I got uh got flu-like symptoms I wasn't feeling too well but then uh in a couple of days I was back at it at work you know enjoying life and then um somewhere they end up getting tested and find out oh that cold that I had a couple months ago was the thing that was my body letting me know that I now have HIV. And I hate that so much. And that conversation always made me even more depressed and more um, impassioned to continue to advocate for safer sex because no one should be that young. And this is me at age 22. Those persons at the same age, some of them uh, like 19, 18. Um, there was a couple that was like a couple years older than me, 24, 25. And it's the same stories. And this is not okay because these are young people who are catching a uh, disease that could easily be prevented if people actually have conversations about their sexual health a lot more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that went dark. Um. <laughs> That's why I was like, mm. Cause it made me upset just thinking about it because I have had a family member that actually had was diagnosed with HIV and they had AIDS. Mm-hmm. And this was actually the time before the time I was actually born. My mom get told this story where her uncle was so miserable to the point where he would actually spit in people's food and he would do all kind of things. Mm-hmm. And he oh, I can't even explain to you because my mom said she remembered she was pregnant with me. And I think he one time went into the peanut butter jar and spit in it, and he was also just cussing people out and everything. And I think around that time, they didn't have no treatment for treating HIV because he had AIDS, full-blown AIDS. Mm. So he was to the point that he was actually experiencing his skin was, uh, I know his skin was peeling, but also I know she said his hair was reverting back to a curly nature. It was something to, it was something to that effect. But she was saying that he was very miserable and he wanted everybody to suffer basically because he had caught that disease. Mm, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, um, y'all, I'm not gonna let us end the episode on that note. We're gonna we're gonna try to lighten things up <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. as we transition into some never have I ever. I just want to say one last thing is that mm-hmm. these conversations are important these things happen it's it's a sad thing that many people have to face the hurt is real the misery that people feel is real and yes we do know that hiv is no longer a death sentence which is beautiful which is wonderful Mm. but we should also do everything that we can to educate ourselves to reduce other people for for being at risk this is not to say that um, you have to have 
sex with condoms and things like that. Um, you, it's, it's, again, we're not saying that. Well, I'm definitely not saying that, but at least make sure that you are aware of what you're putting yourself at risk for in whatever sexual encounter that you are getting involved in. And also make sure that the person that you're involving yourself with is willing and able to respect your body too and your wishes. Um, because if not, leave them where they are. Leave them where they are. Be with people who respect you. And that's that's it. Okay. Now, with some never have I ever, um, I, I have a story with this question. Well, not question, with this statement. Um, kind of funny, I think. I don't know for sure. But uh, it is never have I ever gotten or given head while driving. Oh, that's a very oh never. I don't think I ever done that. I that was always something I wanted to experience, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I have not ever experienced that. You know, I haven't experienced it in terms of someone giving me head while driving. I have had somebody masturbate me a little bit while driving. Um, mm-hmm. that was pretty fun. Um, and there was some idiot. I have to say idiot because once I say this, you're going to be like, that was dumb as fuck. Who does that? But there was somebody, uh, I was driving back to my apartment, whatever, and they were like, oh, you should uh, reach over here and give, uh, give me head. I was like, motherfucker, I'm driving a car. What? Why would I put us in danger for you to have road head? And then they suggested, well, I could just lean over there and take the wheel while you give me head. That way we don't swear. Uh-huh. That does not make I am not putting my life <laughs> in your hands. No. That's not smart. I'll put some temporary pleasure. Oh, no. Right? No. We're not doing that. We are not going to do that. One, I, 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 I won't say I'm against roadhead, but it's very dangerous. It is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're most definitely, if you're the type of person who eyes roll behind in the back of their head, definitely don't be on the road trying to have sex. Don't be on the road getting roadhead because you're endangering a lot of people's lives. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that situation, I was just like, you do you want to die or something? Because I could just go ahead and drop you back off because you, you were saying some stupid shit. This look, I, I felt like Antoine Dawson. You are so dumb. Like, what the hell are we doing? Dumb is an understatement right there. I mean, that man had a death wish. I mean, I was like, okay. Right. Like, uh-uh. I like look, I know that uh my lived experience is not the best, mm-hmm. but um <laughs> I'm not trying to go out like that. Not this, not this young, not at all. Oh. Uh-uh. Mm, people got to do better. Um, hmm. Would you like another? No, that's fine. All right. So this one is never have I ever played the role as a lover's sex slave. Mm, no. Would you? I would actually. Ooh, talk about it. Yes, I would love to. That was actually I was one of the thing reasons why. I have not been committed to dealing with too many people is because, unfortunately, people just like to have sex, but they don't want to do nothing like that's very fun and adventurous, such mm. as role play. And that was one of the some that was one of the things I was very big on. And so that was one of the things I always wanted to actually experience. But 
it was never something that was in the cards for me because I would meet people who were very sketchy or people mm. who were just into just old-fashioned sex. They just want to do it missionary, do it dog style, do it frog style, just do all, all like that. You said like, style. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I see that we're going to just be just doing the basics, I see. So never really something that was very worthwhile or anything like that. But it would be something I would like to do. But of course, it had to be on the basis of consent. It would be, you know, oh my bad. It would have to be consensual because, like I said before, in my in a previous statement when I had dealt with another person, they were more so just wanting to use their power and abuse it. Mm. So I would like to do it with somebody who I can trust, and we have that mutual understanding of what's to be expected. Mm. You know, for me, I have not been anyone's sex slave, but I am willing to do it for the right person. Um, Most definitely if it's like a long-term partnership uh, or even if it's like outside of my relationship with somebody and it just developed that way. Um, But not like, like you said, it has to be consensual, consensual has to be very mutual in terms of that pleasure. Uh, and um, it, for me, when it comes to sex slave, it's like, I, I want the pleasure because one of my things is I do like pleasure o- overload. Um, mm-hmm. And if I do get to that point of pleasure overload, and I'm like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm literally done. I, I can't go further. <laughs> I'm at I, my peak. <laughs> and I'm going to say this because I do feel some type of way because some people, they have experienced that. I have yet to experience that pleasure overload. I have not, I have yet to experience Child, it's, it's a, um, it's a, I, I, I think it's like a, a, a true kink because to me, mm-hmm. I feel it's a kink to me. Um, but it's, it, it varies because it's not like for me when it comes to, uh, overload is not always about like the penetration side of sex which it, it can be within that it can be within that but it's like um i've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast i i i can come multiple times mm-hmm. if I, i'm already at like low two three actually recently i had it uh experience um uh, like a few was it a few days ago? I don't know. It was one of those. Oh, it was this weekend. So I guess what with whatever few days that was. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, met up. It was a lot of oral things going on, and I didn't have to do that much work. And that's the thing that I love the most. Um, so it was mostly just catering to my body. There was some body roll uh, uh, rubs going on. Um oh. Um, uh, ass eating going on, which I enjoy. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of masturbating uh, me, a lot of sucking going. On. I'm not that huge of a fan of uh, having my dick sucked, but it, sometimes I'm just open to it. It is what it is. Well, so a lot of that was going on, a lot of masturbation going on that was very pleasurable, nipple play. The things was getting done and I was feeling it. And I think I came like four times and it was that fourth one that got me to the point where I had like a full body orgasm my body got a little bit weak uh i kind of want to go on a little bit more but i was like you know what it's getting late i need to go home <laughs> right i gotta be up early to record some more episodes or whatever but that's the kind of shit that i like when it comes to um like when it comes to like pleasure overload like 
even mm-hmm. if it's like um to be someone's sex slave if you're willing to if uh if you're willing to um uh, provide that overload we good we are good that means i'm going to go home happy might need to do a little bit of aftercare to make sure i'm good and bring me down from the high that i'm at but other than that life is good <laughs> i'm walking on sunshines yeah yeah that's all i gotta say <laughs> that is a good now um one last thing we're gonna do would you rather and then we'll end the show so would you rather wear nipple clamps for an entire day or have a small dildo in your ass for the day actually the latter part because i've done that before really how was that i loved it i actually i'm gonna be honest with you so there was a job i was previously working at i no longer work there i actually did one day one night and i it was a 12-hour shift it was interesting but i enjoyed it i'm done yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I have. I enjoyed it. I would rather do that because I done that recently, about two weeks ago, and I enjoyed it once again. <laughs> so I mean, I'll do it. I'll I shoot. support. I support. You better do that shit. I'm here for it. Like I would. I would try. I would try it. One, my, I have simp, uh, sensitive nipples, so if I do wear nipple clamps for the entire day, I don't want them to be clamping down too hard. Right. So um, that's the only thing that will keep me from doing that one, because if if it was a soft clamp, it will easily be both of them. But mm-hmm. if, uh, if it's not, definitely I'd rather try to do the... Um, like butt plug for a full day uh well it said dildo instead of butt plug so i guess i could try the dildo um both of them, both of them good. <laughs> but i i will go with butt plug because it's a little bit more safe in terms of sitting down and you don't have to worry about it getting stuck up there uh, <laughs> while you're walking around but yeah i will try that one because that is great in terms of like kegel um y'all do your, do your kegels Oh, no. Actually, that's what I wanted to tell you. So the times I've done it, it has, for some reason with me, I would say that it has taken a lot longer for me to come. Mm. So I don't come easily. So for some reason, when the times I've done it, it don't, I don't know, for some reason, I cannot, I'm able to not to come too fast. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that's common. Because I know it's for the strength of your pelvic muscles in general. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, well, I, I don't know how that will impact me person because I have not done that before. I mm-hmm. might think about doing that. You know what? If we get a thousand su- subscribers on the Patreon, I would do it. I would definitely do it. If we get a thousand subscribers to the Patreon, I would definitely do it. And I cannot say I would do a 12 hour video with y'all letting y'all know that it's still in there because I feel like that will be inappropriate. Uh, And also that's a long time and my phone cannot last that long. Um, (laughs) I I do not have 12 hours regularly to like just be on the phone recording with people. I'm sorry, I don't. I cannot be on cannot be on live that long. But if I do get a thousand subscribers to the Patreon, might as well be out here with the whole butt plug and I'll update y'all on the uh Sebastian's Adams um page on Twitter. So let's go. Let's go. Get those numbers up, mofos. Get those numbers up so we can be out here with butt plugs. If y'all joining, let me know. We can go ahead and set up some shit so that everybody that's uh, a follower of the po- uh, podcast, 
we can all just be doing this together and we could just give uh have live updates how y'all doing that shit's still in you holding up <laughs> and go from there Whew, on that note we're doing that uh 40s <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I greatly appreciate you. Do you have any last words, um, words of encouragement, tips, tricks, anything like that for the audience? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Holoquee podcast. Stay in power, stay well, and also just live your life sexually and just freely. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Perfect. Thank you so much. Good, sir. Uh, and also, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to the Holyoke Podcast, where we step out and speak about sexuality. Again, just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.